faction. One, two, three! Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Salute, my people! We are all the way up and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys on the faction. That's right, we're here and I'm not by myself. I have the founder and valedictorian and the sound of Southern Honor Wrestling. I call him that. He didn't say it. I did it myself. It's Mr. GB. What's up, fam? What's up, brother? How are you, man? I'm doing, listen, listen, listen. You guys have another big week this weekend. We do. You know, with Southern Honor. Mm -hmm. I've been to Southern Honor. I love Southern Honor. The guys have been on the show. But, man, they added you. And this is a great week for you guys. It is a fantastic week. We will crown the uh, new tag team champions uh, this week. And all sorts of cool things happening as part of SHW 17. So, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure we talk about that as well. I feel like Charlemagne. Can we drop a clues bomb for the new tag titles? Oh, <laughs> I love those it. things. Hey, man, there's only one word I can use. They're sexy. They, oh, man, thank you. They're good looking those belts. Those things, they're good looking belts, man. Yeah. But you're doing well? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. You know, it's show week, and I, I love it when it's show week because it's time to to really get excited about some things. And uh, I'm looking forward to a great show. I'm looking forward to a lot of great things, and I'm looking forward to the faction today. I always love when we get Dude, together. It's gonna be an amazing show. And just in case something happens to you, you get sick, you can't go on yet. Your mean your wingman there, Jackson. Yes, ready to tag in. Guys, I wish we had video. Jackson every week looks at this microphone. Like, I don't know what that thing does, but I want to be a part of the show. Absolutely. He wants it, and he loves it, and uh, I'm proud of my little guy. He's doing so much now. He's exploring everything. He's crawling around. One of the coolest moments yesterday, I always say I'm going to video him when his mom comes home from work because uh-huh. he, uh, he usually will – you know, he'll stop what he's doing when he hears the door opening. He'll start jumping and then he'll start crying. Well, yesterday he did something for the first time. He hears the door getting ready to unlock. He sees her walk in and he immediately crawls to the door. Oh, oh man. Was the, and I mean, he crawled with reckless abandon. He had all sorts with of speed. All heart. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was great. And she was like, oh, we should record this. And I was just saying, well, you know what? Soon it's going to turn into a run because that's what the baby's Listen, do. for real. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's doing. I remember. When he's ready. Yeah, I remember when Jordan was uh, about, you know, two or so, and I would come home from work, and she would just run to the door. Daddy! Like, that's the best feeling in the world, so. But- I don't care what your work day has been like. That's yes. just a great feeling. Absolutely. That's just a great, great feeling. It's an absolutely amazing feeling. So, yeah, I'm super pumped, man. How are things with you? Man, listen, I am in the mouth of the South area. I'm in Memphis. I'm in Brandon Clack, Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee area. Yes. Uh, so I'm here. I did hang out with Brandon J. Clack yesterday. He was coming back from that wrestling city, Chicago. Ah, but he's headed over to NXT UK land. Aha. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, I expect him to pop into the show at some point as he's packing for that. Yeah. And he's heading over to London to NXT there. From here, I'm headed to Huntsville, I believe. AEW was just in Huntsville, Alabama. Yes. So we're covering all the territories actually, I think they're, within the next week and a half. I think they're actually there tonight, if my memory serves me correctly. AEW in Huntsville tonight. I yeah, pray that the guys were, were staying in my hotel. Yeah, because they were in Cleveland uh, last Wednesday. So, yeah. I'm, 
I'm just putting it out there. Yes. If I see Cody, I'm probably going to tackle him before Pharaoh gets me. Well, don't tackle him. Take a picture with him. Have a great conversation okay. right. with him. Right. That'll that'll go along. I don't want a picture with Pharaoh though. Pharaoh looks scary. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't want one with him. Just Cody will be great. Have, have you seen the podcast uh, uh, where uh, Cody and his wife, his amazing wife, and I can't think of her name now. Her name is. Uh, why did it just Brandy. leave me that? Yeah, it Brandy. left me that fast. That was so funny. Cody and Brandy tell this story about how Cody almost lost Pharaoh the night of all in. Wow. He took him outside for a bathroom break at one. Go find that podcast. Great. Cody to. is a great storyteller. Yeah. You've heard a lot of dusty stories, but you got to hear Cody and Brandy tell their amazing dusty stories. We're in for a great treat today. Welcome to episode 197 of The Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We're going to talk about the major WWE corporate shakeup. That's right. Vinnie Mac has told a few people, you're fired. Wrestling's impact on Super Bowl in JPW at first-hand account of that. Also, the XFL drops this weekend. Monday Night Raw, Southern Honor Wrestling, and AEW and NXT. We'll drop a preview on you. But before we do, we're still undisputed. That's right, Undisputed Era theme song by CFO. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it on. <laughs> hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla. Shock the system.
are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, welcome back to the faction that was Undisputed Era's theme song by CFO. GB, give us the news. All right, there's quite a bit to talk about. One of the biggest news items is coming out of the WWE. And, you know, after uh, such a huge financial success, seemingly, that 2019 was, 2020 has started off with a bit of a shakeup. As uh, just a few days ago, uh, WWE announced um, that their longtime executives, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, have been literally forced out of their roles as co-presidents and from the company's board of directors. Now, according to Vince McMahon, he says the shakeup was sparked by, quote, conflicting strategic visions for the company. Now, we cannot deny a couple of things that have happened. WWE has seen its stock prices fall sharply in recent months. They've had a fairly soft uh, soft uh, ratings for Raw and SmackDown. Uh, NXT has been losing for the last couple of weeks the Wednesday Night War and ratings to AEW. And um, it's very interesting. One of the things uh, that is said back in July is that um, ratings for Raw and SmackDown had fallen to about from falling about 20% each compared to the beginnings of uh, 2018. And uh, they've lost value. They've lost a lot of different things. Man, what do you think about this major shakeup at WWE? Do you think it's going to impact any of the things that we see in terms of uh, content, product? Um, and should these presidents have been forced out of their roles? GB, th- th- this is over 20 to 25 years of experience. It's a lot Come of on. experience. Yes. Yes. And so th- I think that the thing that, that someone would probably have to explain to me is that, sure, the stock market, the stock may have gone down, but this is a business that is that that, that is front loaded by the product it puts on TV. Yes. So if the television product is not well, then they have nothing business wise to work with. So instead of going to the presidents who clearly have been good for business, who clearly have gotten us to this Fox deal, who clearly have gotten us overseas to these uh, to these deals overseas, they have done great business. These are the guys that have taken them from being a privately owned uh, entity to being a publicly traded entity. So we can go through their calendar and through their resume and see they've been tremendous for business. But we all know that sitting in Gorilla, running some of the creative, making the decisions. Because don't forget, Vince McMahon did hire Paul Heyman. He also hired Eric Bischoff, which Eric Bischoff is no longer there. He's gone from Eric Bischoff back to one of the old faithfuls after Eric Bischoff. And we are still seeing what Jim Cornette would call mud blank, blank, blank wrestling on television. And so the problem cannot be the president because business is going well. Here's the tension. And I know that this normally causes an argument, but hear me out loud. When Cody Rhodes said that I am going to change the landscape, I think he and Tony Khan meant the business landscape, while I thought they were talking about the wrestling landscape. None of this would be happening if there were not a viable secondary option on the table that wrestlers and the fans could go to. This is Vince overreacting. Vince, stick with the strategy. What is the strategy? Maybe the tension is Vince doesn't have a strategy. But when I look at this over 25 years, George has been there forever. Mm -hmm. 
as long as we've known that there was a corporate side, we've known for George to be there. Right. I think I recently, in the last five years, uh, became aware of Michelle and what she did, but mm -hmm. we've always seen George's name on things. Mm -hmm. So, quite frankly, I am uh, I'm very shocked at this. Uh, I think that a drop in uh, stock is major, but I'll also say this too. This is an AEW effect, but it's also, this is the tension that you run into when you sign a Fox deal. Mm -hmm. Fox wants results. And so you start just firing off on random people to show them, look at us, we're doing a lot of busy work. Sir, I'm afraid you may have jumped the gun on this. So where you were saying you believe this is uh, AEW related, uh, I want to throw out some numbers that may indicate that this has been going on long before AEW. Looking at the last two years, the last seven quarters of metrics for WWE, interesting things have happened. Every single quarter, your live event average attendance has decreased. It dropped 2% in quarter one of 2018, 8% in quarter 2 of 2018, another 8% in th in quarter 3, 7% in quarter 4. Imagine this, the road to WrestleMania, which is quarter 1, it dropped 11%. Quarter 2, 2%. Quarter 3, uh, another 2%. Live event merch revenues has gone down every quarter except for one, and that was the second quarter of 2018. This is not good. E-commerce revenues have gone down at, for the last six consecutive quarters with some double-digit numbers in the last four quarters. The truth of it is WWE They've got bigger problems than just AEW. I think AEW um, has exacerbated it a bit because now you have a ratings crunch to look at. But the other thing that you have, and, and you mentioned it, I think, very eloquently, is this is like the perfect storm for WWE. The competition with AEW, believe it or not, really does pale in comparison to their financial responsibilities to both USA and to Fox. They've signed a billion-dollar five-year deal with Fox, a $250, $250 million deal with USA over the last five years. And in none of these cases are Raw and SmackDown doing the kinds of numbers that honestly warrant that. Can you blame the presidents, the, the co-presidents for this when they're not responsible for putting the product and content on? It, this to me is the problem of when you go too corporate too great. When yeah. you decide, when, when you have, and, and we've been parts of organizations that have experienced exponential growth, what ends up happening is you grow this organization, but uh, the people at the top really don't have any idea of the product that's being offered, of its experience, the fan experience. They don't. That's why we have shows like Undercover Boss and why those shows go super well. The problem here is you couple all of this with the fact that you have a 73-year-old Vince McMahon who is still at the helm for creative. He has not empowered people to do better. And, and, and this is what's so interesting to me. You look at what SmackDown and Raw are doing in terms of an in-ring content in comparison to NXT and NXT UK. 
that Worlds Collide pay-per-view that we saw about two weeks ago was out of this world, and it bested pretty much everything we've seen from uh, Raw and SmackDown. Raw gets exciting, and SmackDown gets exciting when NXT talent shows up. Triple H has understood how to present a product that people will actually enjoy because here's again here's here's one of the big differences Vince McMahon still sees this as world wrestling entertainment with the focus on the E Triple H sees the focus on the W and when you focus on the W which is the wrestling the entertainment piece will automatically show up but if you're so focused on the entertainment that you forget the wrestling because here's the deal we don't watch this to to see you put a ball through a hoop. We don't watch this to see you put a ball through a goalpost. We watch this to see two men or two women battle each other to see who has supremacy. Period. So when you start trying to make wrestling like some other art form or some other sport, then you actually devalue it and the people who tuned in for it don't want to see it. That's not the fault of the presidents. That's the fault of Vince McMahon. Well, you know, I think about something George Barrios just said in an uh, interview <clears throat> posted on Wrestling Inc. This interview is back from late 2019 where he actually acknowledged AEW. Mm-hmm. He said that he's all for a good fight. He said he's from Queens. He loves a good fight. Mm-hmm. He said, but this is a fight they've not had in a while. And yeah. he admits it. Uh, and so, GB, it's not that I think that AEW is the end-all, be-all, but AEW is the sexy girl who comes around the marriage that's already in trouble. Yeah, yeah. She's a, she, she's a straw that breaks the camel's back. You, yeah, okay? Yeah. So, 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 so that's what I mean. When Cody said, we're going to change the landscape of wrestling, when Cody left WWE, he knew these problems were happening. He knew that these things existed. But I think some of the fundamental, and guys, if you have a chance, go back and look at this article on Wrestling Inc., President George Barrio, former President George Barrio. You will see what's happening in his mind. He says that WWE is in the middle of a transitional period. He says right now between uh, uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns, very similar to the transition between Andre the Giant to Hulk Hogan and the transition from Hulk Hogan to Steve Austin. Steve Austin to The Rock, The Rock to John Cena, Cena to Roman Reigns. He's stating that in every uh, moment of transitioning in wrestling, you're going to experience loss. And so here we are. And now the man who's articulated this, his mind, his brainchild, he's gone. Vince McMahon has let him go. And the only probably, the biggest difference is Vince probably said we're ready now. And George Barrio said we're in the middle of transition. Now, I actually agree with what I just read. George Barrio said we're in a transition right now. We're going between John Cena and Roman Reigns. Right. The same way that uh, view, viewership dipped between Hogan and Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And then he said there was a transition between Stone Cold and The Rock. And then mm-hmm. Rock and John Cena. And then John Cena and Roman Reigns. The biggest difference that we have here, though, is that Cena and Roman Reigns, I don't think they did as good of a, uh, or as clean of a uh, mic toss. Right. So we need to probably go back and figure out how we need to do that. Now, we'll say this, one of the greatest things that ever happened to John, to uh, Roman Reigns in his wrestling world was him getting sick. Worst mm-hmm. thing that ever happened in his private world, best thing ever happened in his wrestling world. Yeah. So again, when you take over 20 to 25 years of experience, you throw it out of the, uh, out already, 
that's not even including some of the shakeup that's happened back behind the scenes. Remember, Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, mm-hmm. guys like that are gone. They're over at AEW. WWE, this is bad timing with XFL breathing down your throat. Well, you know, and you mentioned something very interesting. Uh, when you get rid of people who have this kind of history, this is something they didn't have in the 80s because you had not you had not had the mainstream wrestling boom yet. So you didn't have you anybody. Had Vince and Pat Patterson. <laughs> right. So you didn't have anybody and and they were on they were barely on TV, let alone, you know, syndicated situations. They certainly didn't have uh, they were just getting the cable deal. There were there was no real competition in that regards, and so you know to be able to mention that kind of history, and I'm finding that you know, and and you find that too when you're when you're dealing in the business world, trends and timing matters. You know, um, if you know, for instance, certain time like we know because of the juggernaut that is WrestleMania, you expect business to kind of boom either in that first quarter or in the second quarter. Uh, either leading to WrestleMania or off the heels of a WrestleMania. But you didn't have that kind of information back in the 80s because there was no WrestleMania, you know, and there were no whole lot of live event sales in terms of merch and those types of things. So I definitely think Vince, number one, has made a mistake with this. Number two, this idea of getting rid of experienced people and not even necessarily putting in a new shiny toy. This whole thought that I can do it all is problematic. And I hate yeah. to say this, but we're not going to see real change in the WWE until Vince McMahon is no longer there. And uh, and whether that is he steps away to handle the XFL, which, by the way, handling the XFL, you know, to really be a true alternative to the NFL requires all of your time and attention think about this what would it look like for roger goodell who you know we all have our opinions about him but for roger goodell to be running a side organization or to be handling the nfl like it was the side chick or the side hustle the nfl is too big of a business to do that and the xfl quite honestly has potential to be big a big business considering the fact that you've got fox folks running commercials for it commercials for the xfl ran during the super bowl you had some of the NFL personalities talking about the XFL. Like, this has potential to be really, really big if Vince does it right. But if Vince continues to treat this like the stepchild and then turns around and mishandles WWE, all of this could be a big, big bust for Vince. All of it can be a big, big bust. And uh, I'm hoping that it's not because I'm not I'm not opposed to an NFL alternative. In XFL, they did bring some ingenuity to the NFL once it was defunct. And so I'm eager to see what's going to happen with that. Speaking of that, I'll take the lead on this next thing because you may not like the changes happening in WWE, but you could always change the channel. And that's actually what happened. The channel was actually changed when New Japan Pro Wrestling walked into Atlanta for their new actually ended in Atlanta at the Roxy and guess what guys we have a first hand account of the night and the- normally he's the lead moderator I'm turning him into on hand journalist right now GB give us the behind the scenes what was it like for New Japan to walk into Atlanta 
Well, you know, it was a very special time, and a lot of people were unsure of what was going to happen because, you know, New Japan has not had a presence here in Atlanta. So we didn't really know what we were going to see. We didn't have, you know, the experience of saying, okay, here's what the New Japan fan base looks like here in Atlanta. Let me first say that the Roxy is an amazing venue for pro wrestling, normally used for like concerts and things of that nature. They turned this venue into a great spot. For those who don't know where the Roxy is, it is in the same complex as SunTrust Park, uh, where the Atlanta Braves play baseball. So there's a lot of wonderful eateries and situations there and what they call the battery there. Um, It was an amazing situation. The first thing that got me was we had a packed house. Like there was a balcony and it was a packed house. And you could tell that New Japan, number one, really cared about being there. But number two, they were ready to get back to, to Japan. Now, why would I say that? Because they didn't spend a lot of time after the matches outside, you know, right. hanging with people. Um, they'd finish their match and literally go to the back. Um, they had a couple of people who hung out at the end of the show. But we didn't get like a go-home speech or things like that. Stuff that we would normally get in Japan. Now, let me tell you what was interesting. We actually had, and I couldn't believe this, we had a Japanese ring announcer. Mm. And they did not, bless you, son, they did not have, you know, because even sometimes during the Japanese shows, they have um, English-speaking announcers. They went fully with the Japanese experience, which was cool. I love it. Let me tell you what else was interesting, too. There were a lot of uh, fans of Japanese descent in the audience. Amazing. Which was amazing to see. I don't normally see the diversity in that regard at other events. Sure, sure you see, you know, other nationalities, but the Japanese contingency was really, really uh, present. I sat next to a, a Japanese couple, um, which was kind of neat to see. Uh, they interacted with the fans very well. You could kind of tell at the start that the fans were trying to figure out what the vibe is going to be. But yeah. by the time we got to like match three or four, oh man, they were on it. Now I had a thought about Clack when I was there. Uh, oh was, no, uh, no, it's funny. There was a the team of uh, Toru Yano and um, and Colt Cabana. They were in a great tag team match, but it was so stinking entertaining the stuff that they were doing. Uh, you you know, know, there's only one New Japan wrestler Clack cares about, and that's Naito. Who happens yes. to be your current world champion and uh, intercontinental champion as well? By the way, hi, Clack. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. I hate Skype, but I'm doing amazing. <laughs> Understood. And you sound <laughs> this incredible. This is ridiculous. Yes. I'm going to uninstall and then reinstall because this don't make no sense. Skype is ridiculous. We got, it, that, stupid, that stupid app got people thinking that I'm late to work. Oh, see? <laughs> and you're not. I wasn't it's... even in traffic. <laughs> I, told the people you got, I told the people you got fired. Oh my god! Oh my god! But, oh, but Jackson took your place. That's so funny. I mean, he's sitting here attentive too. Um, but but here's what's interesting. I, I will definitely say New Japan has a great product. Um, there, I got to see Tanahashi for the first time live. And listen, Tanahashi is a freaking rock star. Yeah, when you is. when you have it. You have it. And he was in a six-man tag match with the Rock and Roll Express. So you just had three legends that people were just so happy to see. And uh, Tanahashi was amazing. Yeah. Did, did they roll camera on this? They did. They did. So they recorded it. They did. Okay. Bec- 
because uh, also that night, Gorillas of Destiny became six-time new uh, tag team champion. They sure did. There was a there was a title change that night. There was a title change, which I thought was very special. Um, you know, on one hand, you would think they're doing this tour, and it was the only title change of the tour. Um, so it was a really, really big deal. It was the first title defense for Finn Juice, um, but the match just felt special. And uh, the people were behind G.O.D., and uh, it was a big, big win. I kind of had a feeling that they would win. And when they yeah. did, I was just like, holy cow, this is amazing. So uh, by and large, it was great. They actually had people there doing commentary. I know um, Colt Cabana did some commentary there. I didn't know the other people. I wasn't familiar with them. But uh, it was a great show from New Japan. I'll definitely go back. Atlanta is a strong wrestling city. They come out. Well, um, I ran across fans who I met. Uh, at the Ring of Honor show when we were talking about whether or not we'd come to New Japan show. And uh, what's also interesting is, man, I ran into some Southern Honor folks there as well. Come on, man. Um, and it was crazy for people. This is what was nuts. The show is over, and people are in line to talk to Colt Cabana. And there are, a couple, there are folks who recognize me, and they're like, oh, we know who you are. You're the commentator from Southern Honor. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Man. They were like, can we get a picture with you, man? I was like, oh, my gosh. And they did it so much until there was a random Japanese guy who didn't know who I was but came up to speak to me just because he saw everybody taking pictures with me. It was hilarious. Oh, my God. But, yeah, New Japan, great show. If you guys get a chance to check them out in your city, you should absolutely do that. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into – uh, this XFL situation, the impact of pro wrestling on the Super Bowl this weekend, and um, we're going to talk about the Wednesday Night War. Does it really, really matter? We'll talk about that and more, but right now we'll go to some music from Bianca Belair. It's her theme song from CFO. It's called Watch Me Shine. This is The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into The Faction. <laughs> I'm on my own, against the wall The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall Instead of crying, they hear me roar And now I see that I'm way better than before I never needed you at all Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all Think I fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all You at all. I never needed you at all. 
and wrestling fans. Join us for SHW 17, Friday, February 7th at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. The inaugural SHW Tag Team Champions will be crowned as the Lynch Mob battles not yet rated inside a steel cage. It's going to be a steel cage match for the SHW Tag Team Championship. Unbelievable. Southern Honor Champion Corey Hollis defends his title against the Prince of Petty, Ashton Starr. Celebrating in the ring is Ashton Starr, your new number one contender for the SHW Championship. The monster of SHW, Sunny Days, makes his in-ring return as he takes on Gunnar Miller. The crowd has come alive here with Sunny Days. They sure have. Plus, Danny Jordan versus Catalina Perez. Owen Knight versus Cam Carter. Joe Black versus Sean Legacy. Kyle Matthews versus David Ali. And so much more. Don't miss Southern Honor Wrestling Live. Doors open at 7 p.m. Bell time at 8. Tickets start at only $10. Grab yours now at southernhonorwrestling.com. I can't believe what we saw here tonight, folks. I mean, this is insane. SHW, this is our wrestling. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mejor. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, GB, no, I don't no, know no, 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 no. Why you did that? Wait, why you did that? I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Dan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Watch Me Shine. GB, take it away. All right. So, of course, the big game was this past Sunday, the Super Bowl, um, where Kansas City won their first championship in 50 years, uh, defeating San Francisco 31-20. to But really what may be more notable is the impact uh, and presence of pro wrestling during the Super Bowl, I mean, everything from The Rock doing the introduction for both the 49ers and the Chiefs to seeing uh, commercials with um, Ric Flair, John Cena being present uh, in terms of a movie promo. We also had uh, Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks as part of the Super Bowl pre-party or pre-show that aired on uh, Fox. And they were part of a Pizza Hut commercial as well. Uh, what do you think this means that pro wrestling was so visible? And, of course, we had commercials for SmackDown and the XFL as well. What do you think it means for pro wrestling to be this visible during the Super Bowl? Clack, let's think start it, with you. I, I think it ultimately means that Vince's vision is coming to pass. I think Vince was always more interested 
in taking the wrestling business to entertainment. And I think he has officially and, and incredibly crossed over. So hats off to him for accomplishing his goal. Uh, and, and I know that that opens up a can of worms for debate of did he kill the authenticity of the sport we love? None of that matters. What I'm saying is this is clearly what he set out to do. And I'm glad he's alive to see it happen. Okay. Courtney, what do you think? Shout out Kansas, uh, the home of the uh, original Central States to wrestling. Remember when NWA was founded, there were six founding fathers. Two of them came from Kansas. So shout out that area. Uh, I agree with with Clack. Uh, I think Vince was somewhere smiling, especially on the heels of firing those presidents saying, Nana and a boo boo. Uh, we are on national television. People are watching us. Now, GB, you made an observation that made me sit back and ponder when you talked about The Rock. Uh, you know, the, the Rock was a lead voice coming into this Super Bowl, which many see as a slap in the face, especially when you have an XFL coming down the pipe. But I have questioned in the last year The Rock and Vince McMahon's relationship. Something has just seemed really off. The Rock has not seemed present uh, in WWE over the last year, and I'm really shocked. That, you know, I don't know if he'll do if he'll do the job and he'll go over to XFL for this weekend. But certainly, it was a great usage of footage to have WWE live on Super Bowl Sunday, leading into the XFL for this week. Now, I'm not sure what you mean by you question the relationship between The Rock and Vince McMahon. I just said I questioned. Well, I'm just, I'm just dropping. I mean, but here's the thing, though. The Here, here's the thing. Did we forget that The Rock showed up for the SmackDown debut on Fox in October? And did it and did his own thing. Well, but he did his thing. He now what was interesting to me was he kind of uh did like, you know, certain artists might do uh when they have a plane to go catch, look, put me up first so I could do my business and be out. Um, and he did that, and there's no knock to that per se, but I think he's been present. I think his, uh, quite honestly, his movie career has really taken off in such big ways. Let's be clear about something. The Rock is touring with Oprah Winfrey on her Weight Watchers tour. They were just hearing hey, it. They were just here in Atlanta about a week and a half ago. The truth of it is, the rock star, and I'm gonna say this, and some may not like it, it's kind of shining bigger than WWE right now. Like we Listen. all know, we all know that he is from the WWE, but at this stage, more people know him as Dwayne Johnson than they do as The Rock. Which is a scary moment. It's almost like, you know, today's generation's fan knows the spear is Roman Reigns' move and not Edge's move or not Goldberg's move. It's kind of weird to see. Um, and so I don't know that I question their relationship, but for those who might have missed the point that I made about The Rock, I just found tremendous irony that the XFL was not taken seriously when they launched some 20 years ago because the first picture that you saw was The Rock doing a promo, and now the same said Rock gets to do the introduction for both of the Super Bowl participating teams. All the while, the XFL relaunches this weekend. None of that's lost on me. I just think it's incredible irony. And it just goes to show again that Vince McMahon does not get the kind of credit he deserves for 
for his impact on mainstream entertainment. As we've said in times past, all the cool little XFL camera angles you get now were first done by the XFL. And after they ostracized the XFL, they turned around and took their camera angles and took their perspectives about things. So my hope is that for the XFL this weekend, I hope it's a great launch. I hope that um, they have more innovation in mind. I can't wait to see who the announcers are going to be um, for this. And I hope that Vince is treating it like the football sport that people desire because if it's not going to rival the NFL, then there's no need in having it up so close to the Super Bowl. Uh, go ahead, Clinton. Uh Take a deep breath. It's time Uh-oh. to sober up, guys. Oh, I know that I'm typically the killjoy that has to bring you all to reality, but here it comes. The Rock is gone. You keep referring to The Rock at the Super Bowl. The Rock was not at the Super Bowl. The Rock was Dwayne Johnson. No, 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 Dwayne no. He did Johnson a he did a full Rock Bowl. promo. That was a Rock promo. Come on, Dwayne man. Johnson was at the Super Bowl. I know it's hard to accept, but just like the Attitude Era is gone, The Rock is gone, guys. He's he's not The Rock, not because he can't be, but because he doesn't want to be. Ooh. It's more lucrative to be Dwayne Johnson in 20. 20- I know GB, and it and it kills me to even say it, but I cannot deny the glaring truth that he loves, and I can prove it. Go back to when his father passed away, and the lack of acknowledgement on how his dad even gave him the life that he has today was not through acting classes. It was through pro wrestling. Wait, he ignored. Hey, wait. No, I'm thinking about no, that. No, vi- he I'm, didn't. I'm thinking about that video he did on Instagram where he talked about how his dad taught him everything. Like, he talked about yep. that stuff. You're, you're right. How his dad taught him everything. But I'm going to tell you some key words he left out. Go to Instagram. He left out at WWE. He left out hashtag squared circle i mean he just he left it out Mm. and he left it out because that guy is gone Mm. it hurts it hurts so here lies the rock (laughs) i'm not happy about it It, it, i don't know someone's in his ear i don't know if he he made some private obligations that he would not say or frequent, but but there has been a eulogy somewhere. So so wait, I wanna I wanna I wanna build on that because you just raised a crazy <laughs> point. Oh my god! But, and wait, but, which which is why I'm so quiet because I, I don't have much to work with here. It, 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 we, we, it, you know, WWE right now, guys, is the girlfriend that says, "Oh, I oh, used to no. date him." Wow. WWE right now are the people in Virginia that say, oh, I used to know Courtney Beer. Oh. Oh, Well, you know. And and Courtney Beard is the Dwayne Johnson that walks by them and says, now, what's your name again? Wow. Wow. Oh. Gosh. That's how he treats us. And, And listen, The Rock gave us so much. I'm not even mad at him. He, yeah, he gave us so much. 
fine, yeah, whatever. Right. So, so I've just changed my expectations on it. So I'm about to give you a, a scary thought. So you remember The Rock took like seven years off the business before mm-hmm. he came back in 2011 to, uh, you know, give us a championship run and give us that, you know, run with John Cena. God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. But not in theory. In fact, just looking at the numbers, he's actually been in Hollywood longer than he was in pro wrestling. See? Wait, really? Think about this. The Rock's run in WWE began in 1996 at the Survivor Series. His last WrestleMania prior to coming back was WrestleMania 20 in uh, 2003. And then he had, or 2004. And then he had that seven-year layoff. He came back. So you're looking at 96 to 2004. That's eight years. Then he did the two-year deal where he had the championship. Um, so basically, if you count 2011 to 2013, it's another two years. That's basically 10 years. His first movie was while he was still in WWE. And he's done a movie like every year, multiple movies every year. Yeah, mm. he's the highest mm. grossing actor right now. He's the highest. Think about that. Mm. Think about all of the folks we consider great actors, you know, your Jack Nielsen's and, you know, whoever else you want to call great. The Rock, Brad Pitt and and George Clooney. Let's think about it. Brad Pitt, George Clooney, all those people. The Rock is grossing more than them as a movie star. Meanwhile... WWE just gave us the Marine Six. Wait, 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 wait. Let's okay. Here's a scary thought. The Rock made a billion dollars. WWE lost a billion dollars in value. They need the Rock. They lost the Rock. That's what it is. They lost the Rock. The Rock. They lost an entire Rock. This is a scary. This is a scary thought to think that the Rock bought. Wow. And and Rock's gonna buy WWE. Now, if he bought WWE, that'd be a great move. Um, Clack, would you be mad Clack if, if just a McMahon messed, no longer owned Clack it? Clack just messed my whole world up, yo. Man, The Rock's gone, guys. And uh, I don't think we should be upset. The Rock gave us a lot. We should not be secretly bitter and talk about him behind his back. He oh, gave us a lot. Oh. But he's gone. Oh. And he's not coming back for us. And now he has fun on social media with Kevin Hart. Not the yeah. Miz. Man, oh you pencil neck geek rock. Oh he, he has gosh. he has fun with those guys. He, oh he's not gosh. having fun in jabs with Triple H. Hey, Trip, miss wow. you, man. Remember a ladder he, match? Now, now he, he does he either. does still occasionally comment on wrestling, like he, but he comments on all wrestling, like he, you know, he'll talk about. I think that's just a little boy in him, though. Sure. Wow. Well, and here's the other I think, thing. I disagree. Let, well, I disagree. Let's, let's I think. A, I think the wrestling community he knows is a movie fan base as well. The Rock's just, Dwayne's just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's just keeping he all audiences engaged. Okay, he dangles Rock every now and then. I'm gonna. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let me. Ooh, ooh, this show is taking a turn. So this question is for both of you. If you tomorrow 
were able to embark upon a career that required uh, less strain, less uh, tension, and far more money by being known as Brandon Clack and Courtney Beard without a certain title in front of your name. Would you then go forward and just be Brandon Clack and Courtney Beard in this new industry making oodles of money in a much safer environment? You know, your families are safe. Nobody's taking pot shots at you. You know, you're able to do said thing, whether it's a basketball player, public speaker, whatever. But you're and, no longer with the title certain, in front of your name. And, Would you do and it? And certain Facebook entities commentators couldn't talk about us exactly they don't talk about the hey, rock i can I, I can answer this for me and clack i would be out clack would stay in clack what do you say he's unmuted oh, he's, and yet quiet oh, he's, he's silent now <laughs> i'm telling you now i would be out. my skill set fits it mm-hmm. clack well, has a deep a deep conviction but that wait, would but keep wait, him in. But wait, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Clack's not going to do it forever. That is oh, true. Man, no, that's true. He's Dang. not going to do it forever. So Boy, that's, if, that's, oof. He's, this, he's not doing it this month and you should see him. Exactly. Look, listen how clear he sounds. <laughs> you know? He sounds clear. <laughs> but, but, but in the words of my wife, that thing is bitter. <laughs> I, I would really struggle because what I do, I feel like, uh, is a divine instruction that I'm answering. Not necessarily, oh boy, when do we air this? <laughs> Not, You're on right d- now, sir. <laughs> d- divine instruction versus career choice. This was yeah, not it- my career choice by far. No. Well, and I feel like this is one of many lanes I run in. And lanes change and seasons have expiration dates. Yeah. So what I'm saying is if my pastor agreed that this multi 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 million dollar opportunity was a part of my future. Whew. Yeah, I plead the <gasps> Oh, he said, oh, I, I plead the fifth. I about to say you're out. <laughs> oh, I'm about to be shocked. I plead the fifth. Shocked. I, the reason why. Here's I, why. Okay. Because I already know what it is to reinvent myself someplace else and leave something. Mm-hmm. So that's not hard for you to do. I'm, uh, today, it's probably not as hard. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the reason why this question comes on the floor is it gives us a better understanding of why perhaps The Rock is in a closet somewhere and Dwayne Johnson is running around with Oprah. Well, because re- re- Oprah is not this. Vince McMahon. Let's be clear. Oprah is not Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon is not Oprah. Right? I don't know where you're headed with that, but what, where, I'm where, where I'm headed is this. And 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 with the pro wrestling industry and its fans are certainly numerous, but Oprah's fans are more numerous. Oh, Oprah's, oh yes. Oprah's money, hands down. 
Oprah's okay. money. That's where you're going. Okay. Yeah. Oprah's money is a okay. lot longer, reaches a lot further. Yeah. But, you know, think about that. Let's think, think about this. He headlined State Farm Arena without ever having to put on a pair of trunks or put his body in danger. Yeah. And, and th- this is what th- th- this is what, what, what I want to get at. Uh, the, the Rock said that his father was in pain every day of his life because Correct. of what he did for wrestling. Correct. Peter Maivia, the same thing. Rock has been around wrestlers his entire life. He's seen them come, go, be great, but end in a life of pain. Rock didn't want that. He, he got out while he was still functional. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, he's going to pop I out I think when over. your beginnings when your beginnings have a lot of pain, it's hard to acknowledge them. Now, that, now mm. I don't... I, I know we celebrate birthdays, but nobody points at... that. The, the mother doesn't point at the womb that was bleeding to death. Right. We don't, we don't celebrate contractions. Right. I think that what we realize, G, is that though The Rock wrestled for 10 years, he has lived a wrestler's life since birth as he's followed his father from territory to territory, having to restart uh, new friendships, protect his mother, which he's been qu- not not quiet about in many scenarios due to what we, I mean, we, we don't really know the details. We don't know what type of tension atmospheres they were in. He's watched his grandfather so he's been in the business for as long as he can think. And I'm certain for him, though he loves professional wrestling, he said, I cannot die in this business. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a, what a, wow. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back. Shout out Jackson, who's the MVP <laughs> of this entire show right he now. He really, really is. Um, let's see. When uh, when we come back, Drop we're going to get Stone our. Heck yeah for him. We're going gre- to uh, recap Monday Night Raw. Uh, we're going to preview SHW 17. And we're going to discuss does the Wednesday Night War really matter? But right now, let's go to some music from Doc. And it's been the theme song for NWA Power for the last couple of seasons. This one's called Into the Fire. It's the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to The Faction.
We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. I can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. Attention wrestling fans. Join us for SHW 17, Friday, February 7th at the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. The inaugural SHW Tag Team Champions will be crowned as the Lynch Mob battles not yet rated inside a steel cage. It's going to be a steel cage match for the SHW Tag Team Championship. Unbelievable. Southern Honor Champion Corey Hollis defends his title against the Prince of Petty, Ashton Starr. Celebrating in the ring is Ashton Starr, your new number one contender for the SHW Championship. The monster of SHW, Sunny Days, makes his in-ring return as he takes on Gunnar Miller. The crowd has come alive here with Sunny Days. They sure have. Plus, Danny Jordan versus Catalina Perez. Owen Knight versus Cam Carter. Joe Black versus Sean Legacy. Kyle Matthews versus David Ali. And so much more. Don't miss Southern Honor Wrestling Live. Doors open at 7 p.m. Bell time at 8. Tickets start at only $10. Grab yours now at southernhonorwrestling.com. I can't believe what we saw here tonight, folks. I mean, this is insane. SHW, this is our wrestling. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Uh, welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney. That was into the fire. Uh, that's right. The theme song by is it Dokin or Dokin? It's Dokin. Yeah, it's Dokin. Dokin. D O K K E N. And GB, give us more info. All right. So you know, in light of what's been happening with the uh, WWE corporate shakeup. It's causing me to ask a very interesting question. WWE has a lot of irons in the fire right now, of course, to deal with Fox, uh, the Saudi Arabia situation, which we'll see the latest incantation of that coming uh, at the end of this month at the Super Showdown. Um, And then on top of that, they have, of course, the USA deal, NXT, NXT UK, etc., etc. So the real question now is, you know, we are three months now, month four into the Wednesday Night Wars. We've seen pretty much for 2020 AEW winning this war. Does the Wednesday Night War really matter in the grand scheme of pro wrestling? Yeah, it does. It does. Anytime that there is head-to-head competition between wrestling organizations, it definitely matters. And trust me, if Benny Mac were killing Tony Khan, we'd see more stuff about it online the commentators will be taking their little jab. So they're paying attention. So it definitely matters because they're fighting for the same amount of viewership. They're going for the same demographic. So, yes, it is not the Monday Night Wars as of yet. But, guys, it is too young to call it. It is so young in the game to call it. We don't know what how this thing could heat up during the summer. We don't know how it's going to heat up heading into WrestleMania. Both people are putting their foot forward. Now, here's what I will say. I think WWE's NXT has a plan and a strategy. They're unwilling to move that strategy just for one week of momentum. They're going for the long game. AEW does not have that same value structure and currency. They have to fight every week like their life is on the line. So it's I'm eager to see what's going to happen. 
Clack, what do you think? Does the Wednesday night war even really matter? Unfortunately, no, it does not matter. I was really hoping for the resurrection of the Attitude Era, that kind of moment. But no, there's not enough star power, unfortunately, in the world of pro wrestling today. Uh, and especially with some of these spinoff uh, Power Book 2 companies uh, that are you know, trying to have their own organizations. AEW doesn't have enough power. Chris Jericho's chest is weird. Cody Rhodes is bitter. I mean, it, it just Kenny Omega should have been with WWE. NXT is NXT still. I mean, no matter how exciting it is, it's not Raw. It's not SmackDown. But it's a great starting ground. So I think to uh, pin them as a war, no, I think it's more of a, a inner city gang fight. Clayton, you know what? You're the guy longing for Lakeisha Jackson. Lakeisha Jackson is Bradley Middle School, Hampton, Virginia. Was one of the finest girls in the school. Left in seventh grade summer. We didn't see her eighth grade. We hope she joined us at Peebles High School. And we never saw Lakeisha Jackson again. And still on Facebook to this day, there's some guy writing, Where's Lakeisha Jackson? That's you in the Attitude Era. Attitude's not coming back. And Lakeisha Jackson sure ain't coming back. Well, a couple of things. Number one, there are many reasons why the Attitude Era won't return. Uh, one of them has to do because with... of sexist and racist. Well, there's that. There's the uh, meat. Yeah. There's the meat. Well, no, there. Never mind. There's the there's the Me Too movement. Hey, Vince used the N word. A, a, a lot of things happened during the Attitude <laughs> Era that couldn't happen right now. Um, but this is also the uh, the after effect of corporate growth. When you go public, you now have different people to answer to as opposed to when they weren't public, which is also why WCW could not fight against WWE the way that they wanted to because they were a publicly traded company. So if you'll notice, it's one of the difference why, differences why uh, AEW uses some of the language that they use um, versus what NXT or uh, even uh, WWE would use. Um, I can't say that the war doesn't matter, but I will say that it is definitely different than the Monday Night War. And part of the reason why it's different is on the Monday Night War, it was literally all of WWE versus all of WCW. This is not that. AEW really has one show. NXT is one of five, uh, yeah, four or five regular wrestling broadcasts that wwe has now i am with you courtney that i do think they're fighting for the same segment of an audience which is not the casual pro wrestling fan not by any stretch of the imagination they're looking for the hardcore wrestling fan who's looking for an alternative and i think you know to credit a point that you made earlier you know when back when wwe was the only game in town in town they could afford to put off a lackluster product and because people didn't have an alternative they would either just watch or not watch wrestling at all now what's happening is because you have so many wrestling alternatives be it new japan be it aew ring of honor impact NWA, you know, there are all sorts of options available for the wrestling fan to find the brand and format of wrestling that they like. And so uh, that's one of the reasons why I think we're seeing what we're seeing from AEW. I also think AEW is in an interesting space where they are getting to start building storylines that we care about. 
telling stories that we want to see and hear. Um, and they've also been making regular improvements to their Dynamite show on a weekly basis, something we're not seeing necessarily with Raw or SmackDown. NXT is steady Eddie, right? And I think NXT honestly is fighting for something bigger than a win over AEW. I think NXT is actually still fighting, unfortunately, to be viewed as a viable third brand. And the only reason that's not happening is because you have an older population, uh, segment of the population that is still loyal to Raw and SmackDown. And I think this is WWE's fault. You know, they shouldn't be. They, you know, they, they I should. I just told my cousin, I said, sir, listen, you say that you have a loyalty to seafood, but yet you keep eating the Long John Silver. At yes. some point, you got to upgrade. See? Yeah, and and, and well, it took me to a seafood place yesterday that was nothing like Long John Silver. It was good seafood, but people that are loyal to WWE Raw, those same type of people. I want seafood. The quality is Long John Silver. No, it's not. Yeah, but 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 here's what also is interesting too. As we get ready for the Raw report, I was amazed at when uh, ever an NXT person shows up on Raw or SmackDown, there are an overwhelming amount of NXT chants wherever in the world they are whether they're in yeah. Orlando whether they're in Salt Lake City like they were last or this past Monday or whether they were even in Saudi Arabia the NXT chants go <laughs> big so with that said let's find out what happened on a very unique edition of Monday Night Raw courtesy of the Raw Report I'm actually not ready oh you're not uh, no. ah. I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's what I get for talking trash. But <laughs> I, I can be ready in a matter of seconds because WWE Raw was live from the Diamond Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City, Utah, where there was a blizzard. Boy, a major blizzard. Sad. We'll talk about that. Major blizzard. Randy Orton kicked off the show when he came out and said absolutely nothing about his attack on Edge. Liv Morgan defeated Lana. Ruby Ryan returned and attacked Liv Morgan after the match. Drew McIntyre defeated 24-7 champion Mojo Rowley. Does that make him a champion or not? No. Raw Tag Team Champion Buddy Murphy and AOP defeated Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders. That was a great six-man tag. Aleister Black defeated Eric Young. Rey Mysterio defeated Angel Garza via DQ. NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley confronted Charlotte Flair. What a road to WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Asuka defeated Natalya and challenged Becky Lynch to the Raw Women's title in a rematch. And Ricochet defeated Raw Tag Team Champion Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley to earn the right to challenge Brock Lesnar at WWE Super Showdown. And then old Brock, look at him, guys. Final segment, end of the night, he didn't have a flight to catch. You know why? Because all flights were canceled. Exactly. How did you enjoy WWE Raw? <laughs> <laughs> Clack, go ahead. <laughs> First of all, guys, before we mock Brock Lesnar, he could have definitely stayed in the back, number one. Mock number two, I thought that WWE Raw was actually entertaining this go-around. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not too excited about anything with uh, Ripley and Charlotte. I, I don't, uh, unless they're just trying to help uh, Ripley get a name for herself. Maybe so. Who knows? Oh but uh, I, I thought that Monday Night Raw was solid. To me, it got a B plus. Okay. 
Um, I, 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 yeah. do, I think Monday Night Raw was a really good show, and I think they actually, for once in their lives, were inspired. And they were inspired by the fact that these uh, folks from Salt Lake City, when the governor told them nobody move, nobody gets hurt, because uh, the blizzard was so significant that they closed a bunch of stuff, which you got to think about. Utah's used to snow. So if they got something that, you know, the governor said, hey, everybody stay home, it must have been really, really significant. Um, WWE put on a show and they gave the people their money's worth. They said thank you to them multiple times, which I think there's a lot to be said for that. So kudos to WWE for caring enough about the fans and the folks who were there in Salt Lake City to give them a show that was memorable. With that said, um, I thought that there were a lot of really good moments in Monday Night Raw. We talked about this last week about the fact that Charlotte needs to fight Rhea Ripley for it to be something of interest at WrestleMania. And clearly they're listening to the faction again. I absolutely love that. The idea of Rhea versus Charlotte is a great match for WrestleMania. Contrary to what uh, Clack seems to think, nobody wants to see Charlotte and Bailey again. Nobody wants to see Charlotte and Becky again. Rhea Ripley has that thing on her. And Charlotte needs to be able to prove that she can handle herself with the best of the new crop of women's wrestlers. With that said, Brock Lesnar showing up another week on Monday Night Raw. What's actually happening here, folks? Is he getting ready to leave us? I don't understand. Um, But it's a great situation to see. I honestly, and I can't believe I'm going to say this publicly, but I honestly can't believe, I cannot believe that Ricochet gets the number one contender spot for the WWE Championship. And here's why I say that. I think we all would have preferred to see either Seth Rollins or Bobby Lashley take on Brock Lesnar. Nobody's giving Ricochet a snowball's chance in hell in defeating Brock Lesnar, especially in Saudi Arabia. I'm a big fan of Ricochet, but Ricochet is not a WWE champion. It's not because he does flips and stuff like that. It's because, let's face it, Ricochet got hammered during the Royal Rumble by Brock Lesnar. There's no way Ricochet is going to win the WWE Championship and then go on to WrestleMania to defend against Drew McIntyre. It's not going to happen. It's another waste of a main event on uh, a a pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia that they're trying to make us believe is super great, and it's not. And here's how I know they really don't care about the wrestling product that they give to the folks in Saudi Arabia. Why, on God's green earth, after the debacle that happened the last time he was in Saudi Arabia, would you bring Bill Goldberg back to fight in Saudi Arabia? The guy gave himself a concussion. The guy almost ended the Undertaker. Why in the world does he he already had his redemption match at SummerSlam or Survivor Series or wherever that was where he beat up on um where he beat up on 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 uh Dolph Ziggler. So now let it be free. Let it go. Goldberg going to the sunset. We don't need you for a super showdown. Who's he fighting? Does it even matter who he's fighting? I wouldn't want to fight him. Yes. Because if he fights Braun Strowman, that's money. Why? People would love. Shout out to to see that. Shout out to Braun Strowman, who won his first singles championship on Friday, defeating uh, 
uh, Shinsuke Nakamura to become the new Intercontinental Champion. Shout out to him. Uprocks.com <laughs> uh, called this uh, this super super crappy showdown called the Perfect Storm of Crappiness. Uh huh. And I'm sure they use another more colorful word for that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know who. I mean, it, unless he fights Matt Riddle. Now that I want to see. Now that would be. I would want to see that. Yeah. Since Riddle has taken his, his uh, finishing two moves and been using them weekly on NXT. Yeah, if he fights Matt Riddle, but guys, no one wants to see Bill Goldberg in the ring again. No one. No one. I disagree. I Who disagree. wants to see him? There, there's all types of people that are full of nostalgia that love to see Bill Goldberg. Well, I'm not one of them. If I'm going to see a nostalgia act, let me see Sting versus Undertaker, and it has to happen at WrestleMania. Now, that's real. That's that's real. Give me that at WrestleMania and let them both ride off into the sunset and all will be well. <laughs> I didn't even know I didn't even know that Bill Goldberg was on the Super Showdown. Yeah, that's a problem. I so, think he's announcing Friday who he's fighting. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, so we'll be looking out for that on Friday, but I won't be watching that live on Friday because I'll be at SHW 17 for Southern Ooh. Honor Wrestling's next event. By the way, um, if you guys have not had a chance to check it out, if you go to the Southern Honor Wrestling Facebook page, we introduced a brand new show for you guys. It's called the SHW Experience, featuring yours truly and my broadcast partner, Brandon Benefield, where we run through all of the matches coming up this Friday uh, to give you an opportunity to check it out. So check it out. I can't wait to hear your feedback on it. Uh, it was a lot of fun to be able to do. So certainly check it out at Southern Honor Wrestling's Facebook page. And again, you can get tickets for SHW 17 at SouthernHonorWrestling.com. And if you're not able to get to the area just a few days after the event, you can check out SHW 17 on independentwrestling.tv where you can check out all the cool things going on with Southern Honor Wrestling. You can see everybody's been asking about the big match between Joe Black and uh, William Huckabee. You can go back and check that out uh, and all of the SHW content at independentwrestling.tv. But yeah, I definitely want to get you guys' thoughts um, when you check this out at the SHW experience. Uh, just It was just, yeah, it's fun. It's fun, so I'm excited about this, GB, that you're actually doing this. Uh, my question to you is this: Your life has two brandings now. Is it one that you prefer over the other? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a conversation we had earlier. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I don't know that I'm fully ready to say yet. I will say this: I, I have, and I am diving into all things SHW. With both feet, um, so am... the so the old Brandon, his, his 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 footing in your life is is, is slippery. Well, I, I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna say this. Um, so it's you not know, sure. It's not certain. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I obviously I love this platform that we have in Bonnerfied Radio, the music industry. Uh, I've this been involved in, in over 20 years. <laughs> You're starting to start trying to start something. I've been in the music industry for over 20 years, and I've absolutely loved it and enjoyed it. I love that I have a moment where I get to do uh, two of the things that I love the most, the music industry and the pro wrestling industry. Absolutely love it. So are we, are we a part of the old life or the new life? <laughs> you are a part of both. You've always been a part of both. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. You've never worn a suit for us. Oh, and, and this, this new Brandon comes into you know, that's okay because it's all fun and games 
until the big man. Oh my gosh! Absolutely hilarious. Well, definitely. Hello, new Brandon. (laughs) Make sure you guys check out SHW Seventeen. Certainly, if you're making a trip to Atlanta, it'd be great to see you guys for the show on Friday. But if not, make sure you subscribe to IndependentWrestling.tv, where you'll be able to check out SHW Seventeen next week all right we're gonna get out of here guys here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media courtney at c major beard on instagram c major um, oh wait that's my old one that's i am your courtney o- beard on instagram look all that talk of old and new see mm-hmm. oh oh at least i didn't replace anybody with a new somebody in my life i'm just oh, saying i would have made my allegiance shown if i had a new branding in my life oh, so courtney boy. i am courtney beard on instagram at c major beard on twitter courtney beard on facebook i only have one gerard and one brand in my life that matters oh. and shout out the MVP of today's show is Jackson, who refused to tap out, but did tap out under his own terms. He did tap out. <laughs> well, first of all, let me say this. I thought all that time you were saying branding, not Brandon. Sure you did. I promise nah. you, it just hit me what you said. It was like, mm-hmm. huh? Branding? Oh, come on now. Are you kidding you me? Heard, you, <laughs> Clack. You, you, you heard Clack. I knew by your response what you thought he said. Yeah, Do not let... Because I talked you know, about Bonifat. Courtney is just... He's discord among the brethren. That's you what he watch. is. That's, you gotta that's watch. Why, that's why his hair is in cords right now. I'm telling you, you, know, you get a little photo shoot, mm-hmm. you get a little makeup put on your face, get a few new, few new little clothes, and you know, just the real you starts coming out. In the words of Shakira at the halftime show, <laughs> Dummy. Clack, how can they reach you, man? Brandon J. Clack on everything I got. I'll talk to you next month. Because he's on sabbatical, so if he doesn't, and if you don't know what sabbatical is, it just means that the territory put him on mute. That's so funny. <laughs> and you can reach me, of course, at Bonafide on all aforementioned platforms. I look forward to seeing many of you on Friday for SHW 17. If you haven't done so already, go to Facebook's or go to Southern Honor's Facebook page, facebook.com slash Southern Honor Wrestling. Check out the SHW experience, which I think you guys will enjoy. And uh, we'll be back here next time for The Faction, powered by Bonafide Radio.